There's another podcast you should be listening to, TED Health, a podcast from the TED Audio Collective. Join host Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter as she introduces you to leading health experts and breaks down the health questions you didn't know you had. Learn more about the way your body works and the newest insights changing the medical world, like what a smart bra means for better heart health, three ways to prepare for the next pandemic, and how we can all live healthier lives. Find TED Health wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Katie. She has a giant cell tumor. Let's talk about it. Oh, no. The eyelash is fake, like or fake, maybe yeah. it's a fake feeling. It's a fake feeling. Is that so, so Katie... Uh, I'm really excited to get into that, right? This, this So fake. you're here to talk about the fake phantom pains of your left eye. Yeah. Uh, it's her right eye, but uh, I, I didn't see which one she was touching, so I just guessed. Really? Um, so is, so what, what is that all about? You're, you've, this, it, you've been living with this your entire life, my, I take it? My entire life. Since you came out of the womb. Since There's I something in my the- eye. Uh, no, but for real though, we're here. We we're we're here. We're still in Vancouver. We're doing more Vancouver episodes. We're kind of on that little Vancouver train. This is how it starts, by the way. And uh, and big thank you to Herschel uh, Supply Co for again allowing us to use this uh, very high ceilinged, uh, echoey room. Well Dude, lit. Th- these guys are super chill. Like, look at the lean on this chair. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> this is me trying it's actually to not speak that bad. into the mic. Fully Taylor's is it's completely lax, prone. Lax on, <laughs> lax on 100. They're all about that uh, lay down workstation. <laughs> <laughs> so productive. It's, so, it's so productive. The lay down you know, It's very hot right you now guys in Vancouver. Heard of the, the new thing is sedentary lifestyle, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's that new, new. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Katie, for real, what are, we, what are we here to talk? I, are we talking about, let me just correct me if I'm wrong here, sacral. Something tumor? Yeah, giant cell tumor located on my sacrum. Ooh, giant. Oh. I don't like giant. I don't like I the word giant. It's the yeah. word. When talking about tumors. A, when talking about cells or tumors, right. don't use the word giant, giant. ever. Yeah. Not yeah. a good time. What the fuck does that mean, giant cell tumor? Uh, so it's it's a highly aggressive tumor. Um, like like, like benign grows? or malignant? Like what's the... Luckily for me, it's benign. Bingo. And is that... Is that we like that better than yeah like totally? Are, are most uh, giant cell tuner tumors benign? The tuners, the tuners, those tuners <laughs> are uh, soups benign, bro. Dude, um, it's uh, yeah. also it's the thing that they say in Vancouver now. It's the tuners. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're Got a bad lung tuner. Some can be can be malignant, um, and they tend to show up in like your knee or like behind your ear or. Um, Giant cell, specifically. Gi- giant cell tumor, this type of tumor that I have. What, is that, what does that mean, giant cell tumor? Yeah, it's the, the cells, if you, look under, if you look at under a microscope, the cells are large. <laughs> like, it's really as simple as that. They're like, loud. most medical things, they're like, they give it yeah. some really, really specific scientific name. And this one, the scientists like, were just dude, like, holy shit. The cells shit. are big. These, this, <laughs> have you seen these cells? Up. Yeah. They're fucking giant. <laughs> fucking ooge. Um, but but actually, so that actually gives me a ooge. bit of clarification, though, because because I was thinking like giant cell. Well, I, I totally neglected in my mind the cell part of that giant cell 
tumor, but um, <laughs> giant tumor. But I was thinking. I just tumor. thought like when you say giant, I, I'm like, holy fuck, that's big. And then by the time my brain, my brain kind of skips over cell when you're saying it, and then and then tumor, I'm like, holy fuck, that's that's like a cancerous, potentially cancerous thing yeah. that grows in you. It's a giant. Potentially cancerous thing that fucking sucks. Yeah, man. So how but did you? Uh, the, the so how cells. did you come to this? How did? We got, how how think, do we? Uh, I got. I got a little bit of stuff about about uh, giant cell tumors. We did a little Google. A search. benign aggressive tumor typically found in uh, the metaphysis metaphysis well, of go. long bones. So it's not in a bone. It's, yours? Or no, it's in the sacrum. It is a sacrum. Which is a bone. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a low percentage that they show up on your sacrum. Yeah, right, because the sacrum's not a long bone. Mm-mm. So uh, what I've been told is one person per million per year is diagnosed with whatever. Well, now that is rare. Per million That's per what I've been year. told. That's rare as fuck. So right? that yeah. would be one person per million per year. That's nuts. So there's not a lot of research on like the type of tumors that I have. It says age and sex more common in females. Yo, holla! These, these large cell bones. And it's showing up in like young adults too, which it, is all and ages like, thirty to fifty years old, which is like yeah, that's like I'm below the thirty, but yeah, like yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. All right, all right. Whatever. How old are you? I'm 28, but I was diagnosed in 2015. Here we go. 50% occur around the knee, 10% in the sacrum and vertebra. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So wait, Very if you're if that's 10%. Do you say one in a million for giant cell tumors or one in a million for sacral? For sacral. For sacral. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. So, well then, how old are you? You're not, you're below 30. I'm 28 right now. 28. Okay, sweet. Whoa, Good 7,000 people. So there's 7,000 people a year. Get a giant in the cell world. tumor on the sacrum. In the world. That's super rare. That's super rare. That's super, yes. super rare. So 28, when did you when did you find out that you had this? Yeah, so I'll, I'll go even before when I got diagnosed. So yeah. we go, <laughs> CrossFitters love to talk about CrossFit. We oh, were, right. We you were and Brian going, are like, yeah. uh, just like CrossFit pals and buddies. Yeah, what's up? So we went down to, in July... Of 2015 was the CrossFit Games, which is like the world's slash Olympics of CrossFit. It's a huge and like competition. Huge, right? com- huge yeah. competition. You went and, and watched? We always, we would always go and watch. When it was in California. Sweet. And now it's in Madison, Wisconsin, which is like bleh, anyway. And you say so, we as in? Sort of like my crew from the gym. Okay, okay. Like all my friends are there, so we would do a quick, vaca- quick vacation down to L.A. And it's fun because mm-hmm. there's the beach and things. And mm-hmm. it's L.A. and stuff. And it's L.A. and stuff. And when we were there, my right leg started like it kind of it was just like I don't know I can't even explain it I, I thought I might have pinched a nerve or something mm-hmm. and I was kind of I was limping the whole time and I was like can you hurry the fuck up like what is taking you yeah. so long mm-hmm. to move your friends sound really nice they're dope they're yeah. super dope um and I was like doing like downward dog in the stadiums because I couldn't sit on it and I didn't know like I was like fuck I've clearly pinched a nerve and I'm not yeah. like I'm only here for a couple days it'll be fine but when I was in the water it would like give me a little sense of relief, which was really weird. But then like the second I'd get out, it would hurt again. So it was July. I get back. I went and saw a girlfriend of mine who's a Cairo, and she was like, I think you have a disc injury. Like it's pretty chill. And at the time I was lifting heavy like five days, five, six days a week. I was competing. I was like hammering the gym. So it kind of made sense to some degree that like, oh yeah, this this might be like a discus. You're an spinal sort of like injury. Yeah, Yeah, usually CrossFitters get injured because of like, you know, just poor technique. Poor technique, no, lack, this of, was like, lack of awareness this of what they're doing. This probably was like overuse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just straight up friggin' overuse. 
Um, my technique is great, by the way. Okay. And I'm a coach. Sure. So I focus on good technique. Um, <laughs> but I could recall a moment where I was doing a back squat and I felt something in my back and I didn't know like lower end, like near my tailbone. And, but I was like, Oh, maybe that was the moment when my disc blew. Like I can remember that day. And I just kept going. Cause I was like, Oh no, it's nothing. So then I started seeing a Cairo. She's like, yep. Disc injury for sure. So she's like, I want you to come in for the next eight weeks doing massage therapy and Cairo twice a week, which is like, you'll go poor doing that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, which thank God I had benefits at the time, but it was still, even still, I mean, you, sucks. like massages usually, yeah. like on a pretty decent plan, massages like you, still, you get five still, massages in a year. Yeah. I think that, like honestly, that. I think like that was it. like 700 or 750 or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. yeah that'd be great. That'd, that'd be, be great. Yeah. yeah, that'd be real great. Yeah. So then uh, I started doing that, and then there was one massage that I had where she was focusing on my lower back, and I left the massage feeling so nauseous. Right. Like, redonkulously nauseous. And at this point, my... Um, my sciatica was kind of lighting up my, I was having crazy nerve stuff going on. And at the time I didn't know what nerve stuff was. So all I could Mm -hmm. associate it with it was that like this hurts and this sucks Mm -hmm. and sitting and standing was like both equally as shitty. So I kind of like laid off my training. I was doing lots of like (coughs) upper body, like nothing really crazy. And then, um, I got told about prolotherapy and prolo is kind of interesting in the way that it's done by a naturopathic doctor. It's all gone through, um, what's this called? Uh, da, 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 da. You got it. I'm gapping. I'm gapping. I thought you were doing a witch doctor. No, when women are having babies and they do oh, ultrasound. 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 Yeah, it's ultrasound guided injections. So they inject dextrose, <coughs> sugar, into the ligaments, muscles, and tendons that aren't working. So they do a bunch of muscle testing, determine the spots, and then you do these injections. So I heard about it. Some people who had really bad disc injuries had done prolo, and it really, like, revitalized the nerves and stuff and the muscles around it, and then that was suck, sucking the disc back in. So at this point, I was in a lot of pain, and I was like, I will do anything, and I'll pay any amount of money. Mm-hmm. So this, we're now talking probably June, July, August. This is probably, like, September, October. So, like, I've been going through, like, significant pain, barely being able to sleep. Dude, like, as someone who, we were just talking about this earlier because Taylor, as we got here before we started recording, Taylor's like, man, my back is fucking hurting. Like, my back is killing me. And then, and my back also right now is, like, a little little fucky. Like, I, I had some intense shit happen over the weekend that kind of flared my back up. And as someone who has... I wouldn't say like regularly, but like enough in my life that it's become very familiar, mm-hmm. have thrown my back out. Yeah. And to know that like how A, how frustrating mm-hmm. and B, how like debilitatingly painful yeah. that is. I'm everybody who listens to the podcast like through and through knows that I turn into this like whiny fucking and you talk about it for like oh, eight weeks. I just all straight. I want to talk about is how shitty my back feels. <laughs> yeah. So so like to and and when I throw my back out, you know, I'm looking at I don't know about you, Tay, but like I, I look at generally I'll be like, okay, well, this is gonna be two weeks of oh, or yeah. like a week of like yeah. absolute hell yeah. and then it will slowly start to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's not mine's, that bad. Mine I'm just slowly days. got worse. Four months. Like that is that makes me sick. Yeah. That makes me 
want to throw up all over your face. Yeah, and I, w- I, would, I would openly accept the, the vomit. <laughs> um, and I think that's where this turns into a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woo! Because I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was like months and months of just pain. Like, all-day pain, and it was getting to a point at work where I was, like, having to stand, like, have a standing desk because I couldn't sit. As opposed to the vertical, horror, yeah, laying, to laying the laying desk. The laying that, down that Herschel-prone desk uh, <laughs> work setup is probably would have been best for you, I would say. Oh, God. And then, so I did Prolo, and he's like, you're going to be, like, my star poster child for this, and... Like, it's going to work wonders for you. I'm like, okay, cool. So I had We're going to go places, kid. You yeah. and I, we're going to take it across the world. See? It's like, no one's doing prolo. Actually, this guy, this fucking crazy naturopath just made it up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, got, well, I, I found this ultrasound, you see? It was in the back of the, the, <laughs> the alleyway behind a hospital. See? Reminds me of the guy that, that emailed you, Jerry, and was like, hey, I can cure your CF with energy oh, healing God. from Yo. across the country. No, I don't think we talked about that on the podcast yet. But that dude lives out here. We I should know. have found him. He lives in yeah. Burnaby, I think. Quick little story. Should, there was should. a guy who straight up just personally emailed us. Uh, did he email me or did he email Sick Boy? He Both. Knows, he emailed Both. Sick Boy. He, he, okay. So anyway, he sent us an email and he was like, Jeremy, listen, I am a psychic surgeon and I can heal. I can cure your cystic fibrosis, the disease you've lived cure. with your entire life. I can cure it. By having one twenty-minute phone call, where I will, I will, I will uh, uh, essentially give run you your you money back. <laughs> a run you through. No, no, it was no, free. I it was going to be know. free. Um, Dude, that, and he was going to give me it. surgery on the phone. <laughs> oh, we should have. We were gonna. Oh, then he got real we were gonna. weird. Anyway, it's a long story. Real pushy. Anyway, maybe we'll dive into it someday. And uh, I would love to hear this story. Yeah, it got funny, Brian. Got, Brian. Uh, I, yeah. I got pretty angry, actually. I, I sent him a pretty heated email, and that was like... Well, it's kind of rude. Absolutely. And, like, Absolutely. insensitive. Dude, well, and does, do you insane. have Insane. Like, can we just... <laughs> yes, it's rude. Yes, it's insensitive. But it's also bonkers. crazy. I mean, yeah. think about it from any perspective. If, like, somebody wrote you an email <laughs> and was like, hey, the tumor that you've got, just, like, dial me up. We can yeah. talk on the phone and, like, lickety split. It's She's gone. gone. It's, yeah. it's gone. But gone. the thing that I'm curious about is, like, do oh, you... God. Do you did you have to be like mentally connected with him or could he just psychic surge in your ass while you're asleep? No, like, no, he was like, yeah, dude, if does that is good, it could... even worth asking questions about okay, it? Never mind. <laughs> but, is it even worth that? Let's move on. <laughs> anyway, it's oh so God. insane. Yeah. For anybody who's out there listening, going, I want all the details of that yeah. story. We will yeah. give it to you one day. No. One day we'll get it. it so your prolo guy. He, so uh, my he prolo guy. On tour. Yes. <laughs> so my first set of shots, I did six in my back and then one in my pubic symphysis. What, what is your pubic your symphysis? Pubic symphysis is essentially like right on your lady bits in the front. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so, but in what? Like, I don't understand. It, like, There's on, something that has to do with the connection between, like, with the bones, but I don't know. You okay, said, we you love said, no, shot. It's though. interesting. You said shot. Yeah, so like it's an needle. injection. Like it's a needle. Yeah. yeah, the needles were long too. It Holy was fuck! Sketchy. You just held your fingers out like a. Foot you literally and a half. held your arms as far as they could be <laughs> apart. <laughs> it was the, it was an eagle's wing spread leg, <laughs> um, and so I did. I was on I was on my stomach for the back ones and. He was like, hey, is it cool if one of the students come in? And I was like, okay. Uh, like, I'm like fully like tarps off. Like, this is weird. Tarps sure. off. Yeah, like, tarps yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah. And so 
I'm laying there and he does the first shot and I it was just swear word after swear word after swear yeah, word. Yeah, dude, that's going to hurt. It fucking hurts so bad. So this does, giant needle for the back one, is it is it like in the sacral area? Like no, in, so he did like, it was a down, he did like three on each side and they were kind of like mid-spine and down. Man, this sounds su- suspect. It, it sucked. So anyway, so then he tells me, yeah, he tells me, he's like, okay, so, um, here's the deal. You'll come back in in two weeks. Yeah. You're going to feel stiff and sore for like five to 10 days, Yeah. but that will, that will just like go away. No Mm -hmm. big deal. And then what will probably happen is you're going to be quite inflamed and you can't take any like anti-inflammatories. Ooh. I am like the queen of anti-inflammatories. Like I love, <laughs> I'm a big fan. I love a good ibuprofen. Yeah, me too. So I'm like, okay. Like I don't know what that means. Like I've never felt like stiff and sore, other than like what I know from working out, right. which is a very different feeling. Right. So the first two days were okay, and then day three, my back was like a concrete block. Like. Ugh. Could not, like, right now you can, like, twist and move your body. There was no twisting and moving. It was, like, I would have to fully rotate my whole body in order to do anything. Getting out of bed, I'd be, like, grabbing the edge of the bed and trying to hope to God that with momentum I can turn myself over. I've almost forgot that you have a tumor because I think I've been slowly convinced that you have a disc issue. Yeah. I've been like, like, oh, my God, did it work? Did the problem work? (laughs) Yeah, so did I. And then, um, and I'm like, I'm doing all, like, in literally, and there's moments where I was like, I'm doing all this for a disc injury. Like, this shit better work good. Yeah. So the stiffness and the soreness was like debilitating on a million and one. So not only do I have this back thing happening where now my back is like a slab of concrete and it hurts like hell, but I still have all this like sciatica and like weird ass shit going on in my legs can like hardly walk. Like I can walk, but it's like painful. Yeah. And, um, I was seeing my Cairo who's a good girlfriend of mine, amazing Cairo in the city. And she, I would see her to get adjustments and it actually sort of like, Initially, the first couple of days before it got too bad, the adjustment actually kind of felt like it relieved some of this stiffness. Mm. And all I can honestly like explain it as it's like if you were to take a piece of concrete and smash it, that feeling of like relief. Yep. Yeah, that's what it kind of like reminded me of. And then I went for it was it was so it was so bad. Like this pain was just fucking bonkers and i remember seeing the one of the last times i saw her were you taking pain meds at all throughout this no like, so i could take acetaminophen uh acetaminophen so at one point i'm I, just tylenol just yeah just tylenol you can't take anything that's an anti-inflam so when you're on prolo because oh. it's causing inflammation because technically speaking oh. when you inflame it's your body's protecting the muscle or whatever yeah, yeah. and it's going to force blood to the to the scene right yeah. and regenerate right so um I was like pounding Robax. Like I probably OD'd on Robaxacet yeah, like right. countless times. So you like that shit, eh? Dude. I've never taken Robaxacet. Do you like, what do you like that's... Uh, I like uh, not, not ibuprofen. I do like ibuprofen. Is Aleve an anti-inflammatory? Aleve, not, Aleve yeah. is... Um, naproxen. Uh, you're thinking, naproxen. You're, you're no, naproxen. naproxen. Oh, yeah. Naproxen me and Naproxen got real tight over na- this time. Naproxen works super well. Yeah. I don't find that I've ever taken... You're Something, one of those guys. Like, I don't find that it's ever kind of given me relief. Yeah, you're like, I've smoked weed, but I don't know if I've like ever really gotten high. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> makes a difference. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't oh, I don't notice so, it. So yeah, the last time I saw her, it, the adjustment was so bad. She had to like close doors 
and like check hallways because I was losing it. Oh man! And she was like, "I can't do this anymore." She just said, "She's like, I can't do it." Well, like, you gave her PTSD. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, I think this is like beyond you and me now. You're also like scaring away my other clients. So. Yeah. 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 yeah right. You're crying a lot and it's weird for the Katie, other Katie, I've got here. a business to run here, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I guess the issue is that you, that, you know, the, the initial, the initial thing was, oh, this is a, this is like a sports related injury, injury yeah. versus like a. Uh, I I don't know what's going on. I need to go to the emergency room. So like I guess there's that like you know there's a fork in the road. You go right. You should have gone left. Yeah. And then so you know you, totally the the end result is all this like all this stuff that all the treatment and stuff that wasn't going to work because yeah. it wasn't what was wrong. Well, and and too, so she had been in contact with <clears throat> the naturopath because they were working in conjunction with one another to to communicate what was going on. Mm-hmm. And she had emailed him and be like, "What the fuck did you do to her?" Because this is not right. Like this shouldn't be happening. And so then, uh, I, she's like, you need to go get an MRI now. And I was like, uh, okay. So there was a walking clinic, like two doors down from her. And I went down, I, this doctor, I wish I remembered his fucking name. So I go in and I'm like, Hey, uh, I just need to get a referral for an MRI. And he's like, Kate, tell me what's going on. I'm like, um, okay. So I go through the list of things. I'm like, I've done prolo. I've got stiffness and soreness. I'm having like local low back pain. It's going down one leg and reverberating up to the top, the next and blah, blah, blah. He's like, and this twat asshole dickhead, all of the swear words, tells me, he's like, I think you just have muscle soreness. Dude, this is... Okay, This is, this cool. is the problem with... Uh, obviously, it's not all... Walking doctors, I'm not making a blanket statement, but the amount of walking doctors, in my experience, that have become jaded from seeing a thousand patients a day yep. and go to that is seems to be too many. It's too many. And I mean, in that situation, it's like I get that you're seeing 101 people a day or yeah. whatever it may yeah. be, but like I'm I was coming in clearly. It's a symptom of the upset. system. It's a symptom of the system totally. being how it is. So he, he's trying to tell me, I'm like, dude, this is not muscle soreness. I'm like, I'm a CrossFit coach. I do this shit. Like, I know what muscle soreness is. Yeah. This is not muscle soreness. And at this point, it's October. Yeah, it's October. This has been going on since July. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not muscle soreness. And so uh, he, like, re- like, gave, like, didn't really want to and gave me this this MRI referral. So I called, I ended up, I was just like, I can't wait because the MRI list is so long. So I was like, I'm just going to pay for it. I'm just going to go do it privately. At this point, I can't drive because... Shit, really? Like, so it was that bad sit. at that yeah, point? Like, it can't sit. So it felt like the only way that I can explain it is that someone took my hamstring, kept it on my body, braided it. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's a really and it visceral and gross like, description. It felt that like hurts. my hamstring turned into like a triangle. Like it was just, <laughs> you, it was, if all I could, like it's like you could feel every muscle in your leg and it was like twisted and turned and like it, it hurt. So like one of the things with, um, giant cell sacral tumor, Tumors. um, is, is that feeling in your legs, right? Like it pinches off the sciatica. The, okay. So yeah, yeah. So depending on if it's in, if it's in your sacrum, like 
it will compress nerves, which I'll get to. It's right. So I read about this on Wikipedia and like, and because of the feeling like I should be a doctor now because when you're saying like, when you're saying, Absolutely. when you're talking about the leg thing after that, the two sentences I read on Wikipedia, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. duh. It's obviously yeah. a giant cell sacral tumor. Like, yeah. It has nothing to do with like the hindsight of being told at the very beginning that this is what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah, she got that tuner for sure. <laughs> she got that tuna. Um, did you just say tuna? It's um, too much tuna. <laughs> and so I. So do you? You do end up going and paying out I of paid pocket the next day. Okay. I booked it. I somehow found one place that could get me in the next day for yeah. noon. And what was the for an MRI? How quick was the turnaround what? for them to go? Uh, this doesn't look normal. Oh, immediately. Wait, hold on. Yeah. How'd you get the MRI so fast? I called them and I booked it. Did you pay for it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I had to pay out of pocket. Out of pocket. Yeah. How, much, so, how much is a, an MRI if you uh, want to pay out I of apparently went to somewhere that was really expensive and it was 1200 Holy fuck. Yeah, I've heard like, I, mean, I, thought, I think it's might be in like around two in I've Nova heard, Scotia. I've heard people anyway. get it for like six or seven, 800 bucks. But oh. like I literally called the first, like I Googled it and I found one place and I called and went. Because you can get it for free, but it's like a six You have to wait through the, yeah. Month-ish wait. Yeah. So I had to cab to the appointment Mm -hmm. because I was so fucked up and I had, I had this, I carried around this bag of drugs at one point that was like a mix of probably like, like weed and cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. A mixed bag of schedule (laughs) one drugs. I mean, there was life before the tumor and (laughs) life after after. the tumor and before it was a very shady (laughs) setup. Totally. So it had like everything in it. And I remember because I couldn't really lay, I'd have to lay flat. And up until this point, I've been laying with pillows under my feet Mm. or under my knees to like take the, pressure off my low back because at this point I still don't know what I have and that this disc injury is real fucking bad yeah so and he come the I loaded myself up with drugs and I get there and they're like okay what are we looking at I was like I think I have a disc injury and they're like okay cool so they put me in and then I come out and the I don't know what type of doctor looks at Looks at MRIs. That's okay. Yeah. Some type of doctor that looks at MRIs and tells you things. So he's like, Kate, come on in. And I'm like, okay. So I sit into his office. And literally the first thing he does, he pushes a box of Kleenex. Oh, no. Right over to me. Really? And I'm like. Good call, though. You know, he's, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And I, so I did kinesiology in high school. So I know what a good spine looks like. So I'm like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and I'm looking down the spine, and all my bones look great, discs look great, and then he's like, everything looks great. He's like, your spine looks awesome. Got a dope spine. Dope spine. He was like, uh, do you do CrossFit? Because you got one of those CrossFit spines, spine, just super strong, spine on really 100. healthy looking. Yeah. And then he's like, but this is the problem, and he slides the MRI up, and where there should have been bone, white bone, was a big black dot. Over my tailbone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and shit. I don't know what a black dot means either. And yeah. he's like, I've only ever seen this two or three times in my career. And this guy had to have been close to like 70. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you Still have practicing. a wormhole <laughs> on your spine. You have the I'm door sending to Narnia. You to NASA. Yeah. 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 Stephen yeah. Hawking will be here soon. <laughs> yes, yeah. See this black hole here? Yeah. It is exactly <laughs> that. A black hole. <laughs> you need to get out of my fucking office. <laughs> get out of here I'm now. being sucked in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he was like, I've only ever seen this a couple times in my career. I think I know what it is. He's like, to me, this is a very, very rare chordoma. 
Only one hospital can remove it, and that's a hospital in Boston that does proton therapy. He's like, I've called all the doctors. I've called the cancer agency. I've called everyone. Proton you need- therapy? Yeah. I know. I kind of wish I knew what yeah. that was. I, for a second, I was like thinking right photon therapy. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, but proton, super lame. Um, so what is, um, it's not that though, right? No, well, no. So he had a list of things that he thought it was. What are you looking oh, at? Holy shit, guys. Proton therapy? I see can that. We just, can I we just the, look at the photo I of see this? That laser. <laughs> uh, everyone should just take a moment, Google proton therapy, and look at the photo that they use to show you what it looks like. <laughs> this dude... Oh my this god! This dude just getting a big Whoa. ass blue laser blasted through his skull, <laughs> so, straight into his I'm brain. I'm so glad hole. that's not what had to dude, How did they figure that out? So, oh, so no. he was like, he was thinking you might have to treat this with proton therapy. Yeah, he like, was like, this is this is like. Did he nail it? Because you said a different, um, you said a word that cordoma. 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 Did he nail it? Was it? Is it technically a cordoma? I don't think so. Okay, I'd have to okay. Google the difference. Honestly, okay, sure. Um, I was so high throughout this whole process that like. Because you were I so drugged up. Oh, I that I just like didn't really do much research on anything. Right. Okay. But um, so at this point, so all my family's in Ontario. I'm out here by myself, so I have no Ooh. family here. And my poor father was like miles and miles in the wilderness at his hunt camp, like Ooh. no cell reception. So I leave. I'm supposed to go straight from this MRI appointment out to my naturopath appointment. The guy that did the proton or proton th- mm. prolotherapy. And I cab all the way out there, which is like opposite ends of the city. And I get there and I just handed him the MRI stick. Oh, he's like, uh, garlic and turmeric will uh, fix yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, a little activated charcoal. Oh, dude, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was so good. Susan, we love you. That, Brian's just joking. <laughs> uh, hey, I just want to say, at this point, I've been going and getting Bowen therapy. Yeah, man. From uh, from Dr. Tara Lance. Yeah. Really good shit. Which you, on the outside, you'd think that's some woo-woo shit, but <laughs> god damn it. Yeah, I've been loving it, it actually. It works, yeah. What is that? Uh, uh, it's basically another, a woman comes yeah. in and she just kind of waves her hand over you. Oh, Reiki. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's not Reiki. It is not energy. <laughs> it's a little more invasive it than It is Reiki. not energy healing. No, and it, and yeah. honestly. So I, didn't mean, I didn't mean wave her hands over you. She just, <laughs> she just kind of, she just draws a little circle on your back and walks it's, out. It, it's, it's tickle therapy. <laughs> Tara, I'm joking. We love you. Which and is also, funny you know that I love the two of you. The two of you have also done bone therapy I before know. I did and, and somewhat convinced me to do it. And it's actually really good. Oh, there's so many okay. people right now listening going, fucking, I fucking hate those guys. I hate them. <laughs> but, you know, there's, you know, there's nothing a good smoothie can't fix. That's yeah. right. Sick Boy Podcast. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, Brady PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper. 
and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Okay, so so you go to your, you go to your your, uh, your naturopath, naturopath. I and hand him you the- hand them the the MRI. Mm-hmm. What's the reaction? He starts crying. Oh, oh, whoa! He's no. actually he's an amazing doctor. He's actually like a phenomenal doctor, but he. He was gutted. Yeah. Because he didn't know, he right? He was like, we got to cancel our tour. Yeah. We're not going to take this where we wanted to. Right. So I'm like, I can't, obviously there's nothing you, you and I can do. And he's just like, good I mean, that's an yeah. interesting, it's an interesting thought to have like how, and I don't, I would be very interested to know, I'd be very interested to know what the, what the training is or what the education is around that sort of process in naturopathic doctor school to under, to be like, to be like, how do you know when it's when you're with a patient who has this, who has something that you're trying to kind of figure out what it is and and like, what is, what is the point where you go? I think that this might be something that you need to go to the, you need a laser beam. You you need need a laser beam needs to fix it. Yeah. Well, the thing thing is that like it, the only, you went to go see a, a, um, you know, a Western medicine yeah. doctor who yeah. also was like, oh, it's back pain. You know, your naturopath was yeah. like, hmm, maybe it's nerve stuff. Like, yeah. the only reason you found this was because you went and got an MRI yourself because yeah. it was like, what the fuck else do I do? And it turns out you had one of the most rare things that you yeah. could have think. Like, it's not going to be the thing that someone goes, maybe she's got a tumor on you, her spine. Totally. You could literally go, like a naturopath could go practice or, a, you know, a walk-in clinic doctor could be practicing for their entire career and never, never come across see that. Oh, yeah. Right. And Absolutely. it's totally innocent for the per, yeah. for, a, for a naturopath to not have a fucking clue that it's totally. a tumor on your back. I mean, how can they need, they need to take or a... Even a or even to, a regular doctor. They like, need to take a magnetic picture, see-through yeah. picture yeah. of yeah. your body. And there was so nothing protruding from my skin. Like, I'll That's say that too. Thing. Like, yeah. it was not visible. Yeah. You could not feel it. Yeah. So that was the part of it. Well, that you was could, if you were if you were a Reiki practitioner, you could feel hey, the energy hey, there. Hey, no, no, no. Yeah, you could no, feel you, the energy, and you would know right no, away. You couldn't because that's not a thing. But <laughs> yeah, what's crazy is our friend Brandon, who who um, that was a joke, had a giant like football sized tumor on his on his femur. Couldn't see that either. Like yeah. that's the crazy yeah. thing about these tumors. People are like, "Yeah, my my liver was the size of a basketball," and you're like, "How the fuck is that?" Possible. How is that a thing? I had like, no crazy cyst that was the size of a grapefruit once. And was Whoa. your was your like? Yeah. Did you have crazy bloat or anything like that? No. Yeah, it's like you. The body has this like miraculous way of containing everything mm-hmm. inside and it's squishing it in. Up. But then when we take it out into the the you know the air, it's like this is what I actually was. Totally, yeah. it's wacko. It's like if you ever took a really big poop and you're like. <laughs> How is there how, so okay. much of that I, inside I'm of sorry, me? but I ask that question every single time. One, I'm like, how is there that much from? things in my body? It's crazy. Yeah. How'd that you, happen? Yeah. And you're like... Where did that come from? And you, you think to yourself, you're like, if there was a scale here and I weighed this... Yeah. That's like a bag <laughs> lunch. I should have. I should feel <laughs> lighter. Yeah, exactly. It's like, how the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. And then you send it to your a picture to your friends, right? Yeah. Everybody, right? Well, I, I don't... I've never done that. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No, no. Yes, no. Yeah. I've never sent you pictures of my poo poo. Let's go through the media I've, history. I'll send you, I send you uh, pictures of me taking a poo poo <laughs> or sometimes pictures of my, uh, my nutsack, but um, I don't think I've ever sent pictures of my doo doo. I'm sure we could That's find cute. a photo. You, so Taylor, you do it all the time. I, anyway, and, and, and you say all the time. Yeah, and you set up the photo in this weird way where you like take a little bit of toilet paper, you make sure it's super wet, and you like <laughs> plaster it to the side of the bowl where like there's no water, so it just looks like it's been in there for a long time. And like, and you like you dim the lights, you dim the lights, and so it looks like this horrible fucking crime also, scene photo. Why do you put a filter on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you run it through VSCO, you filter it up. You crop it. <laughs> Saturation anyway. up, like dude. Dude, the on. lighting Ew. in the bowl is never <laughs> is never good. All right, let's rein it back in. Let's rein it back so, in. So okay, so he tells me that he's called everybody that like everybody's been informed and that I need to see a specialist and that they would get in contact. So they run a so at this point I'm like Holy fuck. And they don't know if it's malignant or benign. I have right no now. I might have terminal cancer. Yeah. So I'm <clears throat> a twenty five year old girl. At the time, bless you, and uh, (laughs) and thank you. (laughs) I I said it like that. (laughs) So weird. And uh, I'll say it again. (laughs) 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 And so. I'm like, I'm freaking out a little bit. Mm. And I was asking people recently what I was like. When I found out and yeah, like how your I was, and your because and I don't remember a lot of things, and I don't know if that's yeah. been by choice of me blacking shit out, or or if it's like I was just taking so many drugs that it's kind of just gone. Probably a mix of both. Yeah. Probably. So uh, and people are like, you were so calm, and so I had called my stepmom, glorious Linda, and uh, I was like, okay, so I have my MRI, <coughs> and she's like, okay, <coughs> and I'm like, I have a tumor, <coughs> and I. Just like I, I remember silence coming on the phone. <coughs> and she was like, okay, um, well, your dad's hunting. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, how are we going to get a hold of this guy? Mm-hmm. So my poor parents, like, I can just imagine, like, the fear and uncertainty going through their brains. So then that day I was like, okay, well, if I have cancer, like, if I have terminal cancer, if this is, like, how I'm going to go, I'm going to, like, spend, not that, like, the chances of, not living or not. Go to the bank, get a loan. Yeah, exactly. Buy a boat. Um, (laughs) But we had this, so at my gym, shout out to Rain City Athletics, um, we (laughs) do this uh, thing called CF24 and it's, it's essentially 24 hours of fitness and it's all toward um, the Special Olympics. So you do a workout every hour for 24 hours. Sounds like it's for CF, but uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe. It is for CF. CrossFit, dude, that's the new CF. A workout. Oh, Jesus Christ! Every they're not hour. they're not crazy. Like, and you do you do it in teams, so some people would be sleeping while they're doing the workout at one a.m. or whatever. So I went to the gym, and everyone like so many people were there because lots of people that aren't doing the event will just come and do a workout. Mm-hmm. And I was like in so much pain. I had a heat pack on my back, and I was just like they had pulled a chair out for me, and I was sitting there and looking around and being like, okay, like this is. This is kind of, I guess this is like what I need to remember and like appreciate. And it just put things in, in perspective and people were coming up and apologizing. And so people were people, the people there knew. I, yeah. People, yeah, people like knew. Like got around. Yeah. And I mean, I wasn't shy about telling people and mm. I recall just being like, you know, well, 
cross the bridge when mm-hmm. it comes. Like just trying to stay as positive about everything as possible. Because you have no real information as to how this is actually going to impact you. Like totally. this could be benign, it could be malignant, it could you could die tomorrow, you could die no in idea. ten years. Like, I could die in five minutes. Yeah. Like I don't know what's going on. Well let's let's talk about finding that stuff out. Like what what did you who did you end up seeing in the end to find out that okay, here's the here's your answer. You have a yeah. a giant cell sacral tumor. So at this point I could still kind of walk and do stuff. That night I went home um, and I'd been waiting for a call from the specialist to go in. And I always knew that like if you lose control of your bowels, it's essentially game over. So I went home and I had a bath. I got up out of the bath, hit the ground, passed out, peed myself, woke up. I don't know how long later. And I don't know if in the time that me trying to get up, I, as I went, as I tried to get up, I hit the deck again. Holy fuck. Passed out. Don't know how long I was Holy up for. Holy fuck. Whoa. Yeah. And I, you were by yourself. By myself in my Whoa. apartment. And uh, I called one of my girlfriends that was at the CF24 thing. And I was like, I just peed myself. I don't know what's going on. She's like, go to the fucking hospital, you moron. Yeah, what the fuck why are you, are you calling doing? me? Yeah. And yeah, then she's called, like, yeah, and I'm, I'm not even close to being yeah. done my workout, so Get don't call here. me again until I'm done. Yeah, and they're like, call 911. And I was like, okay. No, I didn't call 911. I drove my ass to the hospital because I'm too proud. Very safe. Very safe. It's expensive yeah. for an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. Well, at that point. She's like, I just dropped $1,200 on an MRI. I'm not fucking paying no. $700 for yeah. the so, ER, the emergency. The, 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 you got the, it. The, totally. uh, yep. the yep. Like EMT to show up. Nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. So then I go to the hospital. They check me in. They had already had my records because of everything that had been going on. And they put me in a room by myself for that first night. And I was, and that was still in the ER. So that was like one of the scariest nights of my life. Yeah, you like, are you like, because you're kind of thinking that, okay, this could be terminal cancer. So like at that point, you're like, holy fuck, I'm going to, I'm dying right now. I'm like, fucking do something. Like, why am I in this fucking room? Like, what the fuck? Fuck. Like, nobody's doing anything. Nobody's coming around. Like, nobody is helping. Like, I could be dying right now and nobody's fucking making a hot move. Like, let's go. So, tests are they doing tests? Like, have they taken your nothing. blood? Nothing. Fucking nothing. That's crazy, actually. It's fucked. And then, so the next morning, they're like, we're going to move you up to the spinal ward, mm. ward, which is I am the youngest person and every person else in the spinal ward is like, 60, 70, 80 plus with all broken backs and shit. Yeah. So I get up there and they tell me, um, we got to do all your tests now. So they, like, I was in tests from like sun up to sundown and they had me staying at the hospital. So I had my own room and then I, I wanted to be at home. So I would come home at night and they like would give me, like, they discharged me. They didn't want to, but they would. And I, which also was kind of scary. It's also like, oh, you're letting me do this. Like, do I really have that much time left? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, are you letting me live my best life before I go? Like, it was mm-hmm. kind of freaky. Bless you. Bless you. It went away when you said that. <laughs> it went away. <laughs> so then fast forward, my parents flew out. Poor people. Um, everybody's at this point kind of freaking out because they're yeah. now in the hospital. So I kept working. This was the funny thing was like, I was determined to, to work. And a girlfriend of mine worked for UBC um, in their nursing ward or some shit. So I somehow got the Wi-Fi to the internet at the at the hospital, which isn't a thing. Mm, very nice. Um, so they I w- don't have Wi-Fi at the hospital? No. 
Holy shit, Vancouver, get your shit together. Well, unless you want to pay for it, I think. Oh, oh my God, that's horrible. Oh, but everything there you have to pay for, like parking is just Christ. crazy. Dude, that's like hotels that you put It is. Isn't it crazy so. how you have to pay for parking at hospitals? I think it's one of the most so disturbing crazy. things to me mm. is that people actually have to pay for that. Shout out to the QE2 for the free Wi-Fi. Goddamn, like a lifesaver when I was admitted there. Yeah, like yeah. fuck. So I was determined to keep working, so I had people coming to visit. Um, my parents flew out because the biopsy had finally been scheduled. So I finally get the biopsy, and at this point, I am in the hospital. I am staying in the hospital. So they were trying to level out medications, and, you know, like, it was just a shitstorm of things, and I I was trying very hard to, like, stay in a positive mindset because I also didn't know what was coming from this biopsy. And and they don't tell you anything because they don't know either. Like, no one had any idea what the hell was going on. Okay, so then they, then did they... They just fucking tell you? Yeah, so one night I'm in my hospital bed, and my best friend Simon um, and one of my other best friend Nova was there, and the the doctor, the oncologist came in, and uh, she was like, okay, so we have the results, and I, I remember it being late, like, I, I think it was, like, maybe, like, 8 p.m. or some shit, and... Uh, I picture it like a gender reveal, kind of, like, there's, like, a box in the center of the room, and they, like, open it up, and there's, like, colored like, balloons, and well, it's either... Just like, a bunch of cupcakes, and she's like, all right, you're gonna reach in, you're gonna eat the cupcake, and inside the cupcake... <laughs> it's gonna be It's this. going to ooze out a particular color, and that color represents the type of tumor that you have, so yeah. if it's black... That's death. It's not it's good. It's not bad. You're not. Yeah, yeah. If it's white if it's, filling, then yeah. you know it's. Uh, it's is a good green. Time. Well, mm. then we're looking at a we're looking at something that's just very infected and <laughs> very nasty. It's, it's very nasty. It's yeah, cute. Just nasty as fuck. And nasty <laughs> as shit. So they told me, or no, they said, uh, we know that your parents want to be here. Do you want to wait? And I was like. Fuck that. Well, like, tell me right yeah. now. No way, motherfuckers. Like, you got to tell me. I'm a masochist. I'd be like, let's wait. No <laughs> way. So I Can just, we Skype them in? Yeah, right? So I, they told me, and like, you have a benign giant cell tumor, and uh, we need to put you on some form of chemo to try to battle this thing. So at this point, it didn't matter if I had terminal or not terminal. Mm. I still have this thing that's going on, and I was so I remember being so mad. So what? Why? Why not? Let's take it out. Um, because of the location. So because it's at the base of my spine, mm-hmm. um, and it it pretty much turned my tailbone into Swiss cheese. So it had eaten through the bone. Oh Whoa. Jesus! Yeah, it was compressing the sciatic nerves in both Holy my legs. Shit. Oh fuck! And so anything that was that was there essentially. I would have been paralyzed from the waist down. Like, it's a really risky, risky, very intrusive surgery to get it wow. out. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. So they, I had, like, they don't, I think that they didn't know what the options were yet, and they hadn't even offered me surgery, but because of the sheer size of it, they needed to decrease the size first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, we're going to start putting you on stuff, and then, like, we'll see what happens. So they put me on this thing called denosumab, which is essentially used for... Um, chemo patients that have estrogen level issues, osteoporosis patients, and there's something about the rank ligand or ligand protein, blah blah blah, that is associated with the type of tumor I have. And it just for whatever, like you spoke another language I know. for the last ten seconds. The most map from the Lance Libin. Yeah, we yeah. all tried our hand at that. It's okay. I didn't. And uh, <laughs> it it apparently is the is one of these. It's this random treatment that in a trial showed. <laughs> something that it would actually decrease the size of the tumor. Mm-hmm. So from this point on, I'm in, I'm at the hospital and the condition in my legs 
just got worse. Mm. So like no squats. You're not allowed to do squats anymore. I couldn't walk. Yeah. Okay. So I completely lost the ability mm-hmm. to walk. Yeah. I had no movement in my legs. So definitely no squats. Yeah. No yeah. squats. Right, so it. the physios would come in and she would like pull off the blankets and she'd be like, "Okay, it's time to like do your strength training." Leg day. Yeah, and she'd be like, "Point your toes," and I'd be like sweating balls. Trying to get some to move and Ooh, nothing was moving. Oh, that's crazy. Nothing. And so at this point, I'm thinking I'm gonna be paralyzed forever. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I'm like, what like what what can happen? Like, mm-hmm. can this come back? Like, is this like I don't know what's gonna happen next. And if this like I've heard people have nerve damage and it be chronic and it be forever. And then I've heard that people get some nerve damage and like, oh yeah, I get weird tingling and it's whatevs. Mm. Sounds pretty crazy because like the entire time you're really just like, you're mostly just speculating on your own about Mm. what could be the possibilities of like all of the different symptoms and stuff that you're going through. But like, what was, what was it like emotionally? Because you're like, you're telling this whole story and you're like kind of detached from it in a way seemingly now. Yeah. But like, what was it like emotionally going through that? Fuck, it was fucked. So I used Instagram as my creative outlet through the whole process. Mm -hmm. Also as um, almost like a, like a memory bank. So I would post on Instagram probably daily about what was going on. And I think because I knew I wouldn't remember based off of the amount of drugs that I was on. Mm. Um, there was really good days, like days where I was like, I can do this shit and I'm going to kill it. And then there was days where I was like, fucking off me. Yeah. Mm. Fucking off me. Because what was happening was I was going through these pain spasms that would last anywhere from 30 seconds to the longest one I had was two hours. And essentially I'd be like white knuckling my bed, twitching, like mm. exorcism style. And it would calm down and then I would start going again and it would feel like an electric shock throughout my entire body, non-stop. And I could feel when they'd come on and I knew when they'd come on and I couldn't do anything by myself. Like I'm a very independent person. Like I love being independent. It's my Mm. fucking favorite thing. And I would would try to go have a shower at 2 p.m. an hour after my meds were given to me. And I would be on all fours in the shower, barely being able to do anything by myself because I was too proud to have a nurse come in and wash me. And uh, days like that, like when the pain was really bad, I was defeated. Mm. Did that ever change? Did that like did that sense of independence like ever kind of leave to the point where you were like able to say, "Okay, it's okay for me to ask for help"? No, no, not at all. That's infuriating. Yeah, I fucking that drives me nuts about people yep. when they're when they're so stubborn and just don't have the ability to go. Okay, I, like I surrender. I need yep. some. I need help. I need like someone to Dude, help me. It crushed. It's like I'm like I'm, I want to shake you yeah. and like grab you and shake you and be like, why don't you just let someone take care of you, yeah, you man. poor thing? You know, I like know. there was it's one fucking point, maddening. It's it maddening. There was one point when... How do you um, really feel about it? Yeah. Tell us how you feel. That's about it. So the physios would take me down to their like physio room every now and then, and they would do... Fuck if I know. I don't even remember what they do with me. They did random shit. And I was sitting on... There's this raised bench that didn't have handles on it for whatever fucking reason. And I fell off. Like, I don't know what... I remember being on my knees, but I lost all core stability and all strength in my legs. Like, I'd atrophied like crazy. So I went from being, like, mm. like 
muscular, like it looked like I did fitness, to you don't eat ever. Because that's the other thing too is I went on like a hunger strike. I would not eat. Would not eat. I Just, developed a very disgusting eating disorder when I was in the hospital. Wait, I'd like, wait, wait, would wait. drink coffee Wouldn't and that was eat it. because, wait, what? what like, I, I was afraid of getting fat, 100%. Oh, whoa. Oh, crazy. Yep. Like, Just because, because you, you, couldn't, you couldn't work on, you couldn't work on your body. You couldn't, couldn't move. You couldn't exercise. I was sedentary. I was 100% sedentary. Like, and I you could, were afraid that you were just going to, like, let go. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, dude. But so, that comes from, like, like almost this quote-unquote addiction to fitness. 100%. And then, and then and like, I've always, going to doing nothing, right? And I've always had, like, body composition issues my mm, whole life. Right. Um, but, yeah, so this one day that I fell off this bench thing from the physio and everybody flipped the fuck out and it put me into an instant nerve pain spasm and I was bawling my eyes out screaming and the physio came in a little bit later and she apologized for what had happened and she was like you need and I was just like shredded in tears just being like I can't do this anymore and like she's like you need to ask for help yeah she's like you need to learn to Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. cry and be upset and like commit to what this is right now because Mm -hmm. we don't know how long this is gonna be like we don't know and so in the hospital was like, it was kind of funny because like it was, they gave me my own room because it was always a bit of a party. Like Ooh. I always had people there, thankfully. And like mm-hmm. shout out to all my friends, like the cream rose to the top. Yeah. When I got sick, I lost some friends in the process and there were some people who really showed up. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing too, is like when you get sick, you really figure out who your fucking people are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, and that's a blessing to be honest. Cause oh. like. Just Shout fucking out. like, yeah. just trim the fat. Like who gives trim the fat, man. Yeah. And you you gain a lot of perspective, like of who you spend your time with and stuff. Yeah. And like, it's just crazy. But um, so like, just for for sake of time, mm-hmm. because we are we are uh, sorry, I'm running running out of it. Um, l- like, fast forward. Take us to the take us to the moment where it's like there's there starts to be this like switch because like all of yeah. this is. It sounds like you're living in hell. Yeah. And it's a very different picture of what we see before yeah. us. Right. right. So yeah. essentially it's like there a complete was... like I, I'm I, I find it hard to believe that you were there at yeah. one point because and only just a few years ago. Yeah. So like when when did that switch happen where it was like, oh my god, there's light? It was one day. So literally when my stepmom was with me, I had said I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to throw myself off the side of the balcony. That's what's going to happen. And I was bawling into the couch. And she would ignore me, which thank God she did. And I remember that night I had two distinct voices. One was very dark and it was saying, you need to wallow in self-pity. You should be upset. This is fucked. And then the other one was a very bright voice that was just like, you can do this. Like, you have a choice. And I went to bed that day, woke up the next morning, um, and it all changed. And that was when, like, I started to do, like, intervals of sitting up so that I could get a little bit more strength in my core. Mm. And by the end of December, and just sticking to kind of that momentum and staying positive and really changing my mindset, by the end of December, um, I was moving better. Right. Um, That's sweet. I picture this as, like, a montage moment where, like, you're just, like, I'm making the decision. And then, boom, like, a month of, like, small but steady, like, consistent changes actually is getting you to a better place. Totally. And I started using a cane, and I could... I started going back to work by kind of like mid-January. What did your cane look like? It was a really lame cane. It was like from Shoppers Drug Mart with Uh, like silver and gray on it. It was nothing great. Mm. So, um, and then a couple months later, I think January 15th is my birthday and that was the day I got on a rower. And I had to learn how to like, my gait was completely fucked so I had to learn how to walk again. I had to Mm. learn how to do a lunge. Like my body wasn't 
telling it what to do. Um, so I just slowly, it was like literally learning how to walk again, like right. being a little kid and having to do that. And what happened, well, like what ended up happening to the tumor? So this treatment that I'm on now currently again, unfortunately. Um, do you still have it? That tumor still exists yeah, in so, you today. So I, the whole procedure is now like the tumor, was it, it shrunk down to quite a bit. And then about uh, almost a year ago, <coughs> they took me off. Maybe mm-hmm. just a bit over a year ago, they took me off because it was down quite a bit. And they're like, cool, this looks good. We're going to take you off for a while because I'm doing MRI, CT blood work every three months. Oh, wow. And then um, they're just like, this isn't good for your body, clearly. Mm. And we want to just see what will happen if we take you off. So then in on Valentine's Day, I found out I had to go back on. Because it was growing. growing again. And so symptomatically. And you've been on it since then. And I've been on it since. So I so do a self-administered shot. Four months. Yeah, a four couple months. months yeah. yeah. Okay. So... Like symptomatically, I'll get really sick and I won't figure out why. Mm. And I'll be sick, 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 sick. Like I can't get better. And that's when that's been kind of the like the sign throughout that's been like, okay, it's like something's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And like it's flaring up. So now I'm back on it. And like the last, it's weird, the last couple of days I've had like fucking terrible nerve pain in my legs. Okay. And what's interesting now is that like, I mean, you guys are looking at me and you're like, okay, well, you're like fit and you're like yeah. doing shit and you can talk to us. But like, What's been interesting is that people don't really see, they don't get that what's going on underneath and like the amount of emotional trauma and fear. And my dad, I was calling my dad yesterday because I was feeling so shitty. He's like, you fucking spiral every day, every time you have a doctor's appointment coming up. Mm. He's like, and you don't see it. He's like, you don't see it. I'm like, no, but I do see it. He's like, no, you don't because you call me upset every time. Every like every other month when you know you have a doctor's appointment and it's coming. Is there a th- is there um, uh, had the doctor said hey if you <clears throat> if you uh, if this gets down to a certain size is there a potential to take it off? Because of where it is, I've been told by the surgeons to avoid their table as much as possible. So right. it, so it, like yeah. if, as far as you know right now, I'm on this indefinitely. And the chemo, like, what's the chemo? Like, is that, are you at risk because of the chemo treatment? Like, you can't, I mean, I'm, I don't know this because I'm obviously yeah. not a doctor. You can't be on chemo your whole life. No, I don't think you can. I think, I think your body can only handle so much chemo, well, which is why Brandon, they have to stop. But mine is, right. and mine is very much so like a finger prick in comparison yeah. to what anybody with like sure, yeah, yeah, a malignant right. tumor yeah, have. Right. Um, which is why I think that they can keep me on it long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is obviously, it's a toxin. Like, it's what this specific treatment has a tendency, it'll like, get rid of the problem, like it'll get rid of the cancerous cells and then it tries to keep everything else. So right. it kind of just goes to the to the spot and then focuses on it rather than like wiping your entire body out, which is what most other like chemotherapy radiation How does. do you feel about like the, the future? Like like what's your what's your outlook? You know? So it changed, like, I, I mean, I have rose-colored glasses now, right? Like, there's, it's, it's interesting because it's changed the perspective of life for me, and it's changed how I take every day, and, I yeah. mean, my music career now and how I'm pursuing it is the only reason why it's happening like this is because of, I'm like, holy fuck, I got a second chance. Like, yeah. I really did, and yeah. there's not one day that I, like, there's days where I wish it didn't happen because I feel so sick and like I'm going through nerve pain or I'm mm. having something, but 99.9% of the time I wouldn't change what happened. Well, okay. So that's mm. a, I think a, a perfect segue into, um, it, out of, out of all, all of this, you know, this experience that you've gone through, what would you say is the, the biggest thing that your, your giant cell tumor has taken away from you? Uh, 
God. Um, the freedom to just not worry. Mm. Like I'm constantly fucking worried. Like there's not a day that goes by that I'm not like, what's going on with this thing? Or like, is this because of the tumor? Or is mm. this because of this? Or like, just like the being like a normal, able-bodied human that like you just get a cold or a flu or now every now and then. Like I'm sick all the time, mm. like all the time, and it took kind of away. It took away the worry. Mm. Like it took away that freedom to just like be chill. And I don't know. What would you say is the biggest thing it's given you? Perspective. Yeah. Um, and the ability to like look at things differently and choose things differently and like you let water roll off the duck's back a little bit differently depending on what the situation is. Mm. Dude, it's it's insane how many times people say perspective to that question, like what it's given you. Well, because you, like, you go through life as like able body being like, oh my God, my nail appointment was late. <laughs> and then now I'm like, fuck man, who cares? Like some of my friends bitch about shit and I'm like, you have it so good. And I know, and I, you don't know that though. It's not crazy. It's not, it's not crazy knowing what we know to, to, to hear people say perspective. Like it, it makes total sense that that is Mm -hmm. what it's given you, but it just blows my mind how common something as shitty as that can change the way you look at the world in like a way that you value in, in a way that truly changes your life. Because you don't have, the other side anymore. Yeah. Because you're going like, hey, remember that side where I never had to worry? But it's like, when you didn't have to worry, you didn't know you didn't have to worry. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. yeah. You don't know that you didn't have to worry until you worry every day. And yeah. so like you, it, and so that's that perspective shift is like, oh, fuck, I had all that time to not worry and I didn't even take advantage of it. Because totally. you take it for granted and that's like human. That's you totally human. take it for granted. It's It's been an interesting experience and I mean, Having they had told me that the longer I go without treatment, the less likely it is to come back. So having to go back on, that was another like, holy fuck! Mm-hmm. Like I was like, mm-hmm. fuck! I thought I was out of the woods. Because you said you said like to when Jeremy asked you what this had, has taken away from you, you like you said with a lot of conviction, like the the freedom to not worry, like it like it like it fucks up your day sometimes. Yeah, the point that you have to like because you're worrying so much, but then. You also said that ninety nine point nine percent of the time you're I'm happy, happy that you have had that experience, yeah. right? So it's like it's so crazy because the contrast is so harsh. Yet at the same time, it's something that even though you worry, yeah. you still appreciate the fact that you have mm-hmm. this new well, perspective. And it's also given me an opportunity to like speak about shit. And I think that a lot of the people, like a lot of people who have disease um, or have some type of condition, if it's not visibly a scar, and I'm sure you deal with this all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, people just think you're fine. Mm. And that sucks. Like people are not sympathetic to what's going on in people's worlds outside of what they see. And I've been speaking a lot about that and I've done, I've done some different talks and I've had these different opportunities and I've always loved public speaking. So it's kind of mm. funny that it's sort of, come full circle and it's given me opportunity and it's given me it's given me things that I wouldn't have had before. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious before we wrap up um, just from like a personal interest um, yeah. how has like being in a, being in the CrossFit gym where like the physical body is like <laughs> is, no this is it. Don't uh, be a dick. Uh, 
And this is a what's, gen- what's funny about what's that? your wad like? Hold on. What's funny about <laughs> what that, that is when like? you were like, just from a personal perspective, and in my head, I started to go. CrossFit. Watch, watch, he's gonna yeah. be like, hey, what uh, about CrossFit? And then you started to, and I went, oh my god, I know, me too. Well, obviously, you knew I was going there with it because that's no, I, that's I honestly was like, the silliest thing would be him to say something about CrossFit. And then, you okay, did. but the but the reason why I ask is because like <laughs> no, the, I'm sure it's the, a good question go, because go ahead. the physical body is so valued yeah. there, and and like that is something that people put a lot of like emphasis on, like yeah. your your uh, physical ability. Yep. So I'm curious as to like how. How your view of that has changed? Changed? Yeah. With so your experience. when I, before I got before I was diagnosed, I was really, really, really strong, like <laughs> freakishly strong, and now I'm not. Like I'm very different than how I was, but I train differently now. Mm. Um, and the first little while, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, like back then, like I could do this," and I was kept referring to my old self and the yeah. person that I was before, which was very foolish. But now it's like yeah. if I'm having a shit day, I'm just like, Meh, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of don't care, and I'm also not trying to be like a professional athlete anymore, so but, I kind of don't give a fuck. And but. I thought, and I thought that might be your answer. And and the thing that I really appreciate about that is the fact that like a lot of people go there specifically to like achieve yeah. results and stuff, but you're still. Like you're so involved in that community, yeah. Yet you know that you're probably not going to be able to be at the same physical level that you were, but you still take away so much from the experience of being involved in the community, right? And it's really important for anybody in any physical endeavor to have that to to try and get that perspective in some way, because like, man, it's from the cycling perspective, it's like I want to jump on my bike and fucking and be competitive all the time, and then it's hard. To go, you know, today I'm actually going to go out and make it a priority to look at the fucking and scenery. Just ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's and, hard. And just do it because you love it for the reason that you got into it in yeah. the first place, which yeah. is the pure enjoyment of it. And it's hard to do that. And it's right. It's like, you know, you're, you know, we're all, we're all past our prime of professional athletes. Don't speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you got to fucking look to the future of, of, of enjoying what you do. And I'm going of, to the games, dude. <laughs> Oh yeah, God. curling looks pretty easy too. <laughs> I, I'm sure, like, I'm sure Actually, we could all become I, I pretty still good have at a, curling. I still can't I still be that hard. An Olympic dream to go to the Olympics in curling, and I I said that to a guy once, like, That's recently this, in yeah. the last in the last like year and a half. I was like, man, I'm still planning on someday going to the Olympics uh, for curling. And he was like, "Oh yeah, um, do you grow up curling?" And I was like, "Nope, I've never actually never gone curling in my life." He's like, "That's cool." Um, you should probably go and try before you say that because, like, I spent uh, many years of my life competing at the senior national level in curling, and uh, it's a very <laughs> challenging sport. And I was like, okay, know your audience, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. Sorry. Um, so, but I still think I will. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and I hope he's listening. I hope he hears that. <laughs> yeah. And But what we both just said. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think, you know, I think the, the biggest takeaway for me from this conversation with you is that um, is that there's hope? Well, there's yeah, hope and, for everyone. and not even just that, that there's hope, but like the the power of transformation and the power of like of of dude having a positive mindset, of positive mindset. You know, it's like you said, it was a switch. Yep, and uh, I think it that was that's a hard really, switch to click. But really, really incredible. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. No, thank you for being guys. a part of this. Uh, what a time! It was a lot of fun. And thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We'll be back next week with another fantastic episode, as always. Uh, And hey, we say it every week, and we'll continue to say it. 
every time. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, a subscribe for sure, and uh, leave us a review. And if you want to support us financially, we could use it. Yeah, we really, really could. Well, we could use it because it just helps us support us, and you know, we'd really like. And if you no, don't do it like that. We're going to lose a bunch of Patreon supporters. Patreon.com/slash/sickboy, please. Help now. No, God, don't. No, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know how to follow up that. Just well, follow up with some. Yeah, just, just follow up with some things. For just one dollar no, a day. Get in there, Brian. Just you know what, there. though? But the the uh, the World Vision-esque sound Jesus. that Donovan put in the background of that last <laughs> section uh, was pretty fucking weird. It made me feel a little bit weird. For that just he did a it, dollar a day. Oh, God, no. The cost no. of half no, of a I coffee. I hate it. It makes the me fucking of, cringe. I hate the it. The cost of half of a coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was weird, but I'm okay with it. Uh, thanks, Donovan, the CPAP Morgan, for that amazing sound design. You are so great, and we love you. And uh, thanks, Take Part, for the theme music. Take part in this.bandcamp.com if you want to hear more of their songs. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. Woo! I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. I'm Katie. I'm Dennis. <laughs> Where'd you come from? And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.